Hey friends, if you struggle to find time to read the Bible, or maybe like me, you do devotions in the morning, but then you could use a little more scripture in your day, I want to make sure you know about the Dwell Bible app. What makes Dwell so special is that they read the Bible to you, and you can choose from all different books of the Bible, different plans. They even have Dwell Daily, which is a daily devotional. And what really sets Dwell apart is that they have a variety of voices. You can have read the Bible to you. Over time, I've listened to Rosie the most. She is soft and relaxed and makes you feel like you're sitting by a fireside being read to. I also love Amber's voice. It's comforting and eloquent. So good. And then you can also choose what you want in the background, whether it's music or white noise. I love hearing the piano being played while I listen to the Bible being read to me. Pretty special. Dwell has something for everyone, men, women, and even children. So go over to dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson for your 25% discount. I know you're going to love it. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Aloha and welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Monica Swanson, and I'm so thankful you're taking time to tune in with me today for this special Easter edition of the Boy Mom Podcast. If this is your first episode, I welcome you, and I hope you can take the time to go through some of the um, other episodes I've done interviewing all different people on all different topics related to raising boys. And if you can scroll all the way back to the very first episode, you can hear the introduction where I tell a little bit more about myself, how this podcast came to be, about my book, Boy Mom, which was released last summer and which is the inspiration behind all that I do here. So guys, I'm really excited for today's episode. Um, I've continued to interview amazing boy moms to talk about all kinds of boy topics But today I wanted to just hit pause and bring on a couple of my sons. I have four Swanson sons and today I've got two of them on, number one and number three. Yes, sometimes I call them by number. Josiah, who is 20, and Luke, who is just turned 16. And they're going to be sharing a little bit with us today. And the reason why is because I've heard from a lot of you listeners who tell me during this time that you're quarantined home, you've got kids with you all day long, it might be fun to do some episodes bringing my boys on so that your sons and daughters, if they want to join, can listen in and hear a little bit from the Swanson boys themselves. Now, just a couple weeks ago, I had my son Jonah, who's 18, on to talk about his college journey, and people really enjoyed that. I've brought the boys on for special episodes like Christmas time and when my book released, but today is especially near to my heart because my boys are sharing a little bit about their faith journey. Now for our church, and I know a lot of churches around the country, we're doing something special this week since we can't meet in person. Everything's being done virtually and online. We are having people share on uh, social media using the hashtag Jesus Changed My Life. And that just got me thinking about how cool it is to share with one another the stories of how Jesus has changed our lives. And one topic that I know has come up a lot with my family, and maybe it's come up in yours too, is for those kids who are raised in a Christian home, who are raised going to church at least sometimes, um, those who believe in God and whose parents are trying to teach them from the Bible, sometimes kids feel like, well, I don't have a testimony. I've always been a Christian, and they struggle to feel like they really have something to say. 
they think of testimonies being, you know, those people who came out of crazy backgrounds, addictions, or just being really bad people, and then they met Jesus, and Jesus changed their life. But the truth is, if you're a believer, if you've put your faith in Jesus, we all have a story. And not only do we all have a story, we continue to have stories because Jesus continues to change our life as we walk with him through this time on earth. So I'm excited to have Josiah share a little bit of his story and then have Luke come on and talk about his faith journey. And then at the end, for those of you who are interested, for the first time here on the Boy Mom podcast, I'm sharing my brief testimony as well. So I hope you can gather your kids to listen in to my boys And um, if they want to link up and find the boys online, I'll have show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast with links to where you can find the boys. And they would be more than happy to hear from any of your kids who want to reach out and say hello. So I want to thank you again so much for your ratings and reviews over on Apple Podcasts. We're nearing 400, and that means so much to me. So I hope you'll keep them coming if you haven't already. And thanks for sharing this podcast with your friends. This might be an episode that you know people who have kids that would enjoy listening in, maybe get a little inspiration from my boys. I hope you will spread the word any way you can. So guys, without further ado, I'm going to hop into my conversation with my son, Josiah. I hope you enjoy. Okay, so my oldest son, Josiah, who is a sophomore at Westmont College in Santa Barbara, California. He is 20 years old, quickly nearing 21 this summer. Um, He is with us today, home from college because of this great big pandemic. And Josiah, we are so happy to have you here with us. Hey, happy to be here. Yes. Um, We know that it would be more fun to be at college, but selfishly, I'm so happy to have you home. So anyway, I'm excited to get to bring you into this conversation. We're talking about Easter. We're talking about the hashtag that our church and a lot of churches are using this year to kind of share our own personal faith stories. And the hashtag is Jesus changed my life. And I think this is an important conversation. I've invited moms to have their kids listen in with them today as I have some of you boys share here. Because one thing I know is that in families, where parents are raising their kids in a Christian home, where they go to church sometimes or maybe all the time, where they read the Bible or talk about God, sometimes kids feel like, I've always been a Christian. They feel like, what is my faith story? I don't know. As long as I can remember, I went to church. Or as long as I can remember, I went to Sunday school. Or, um, you know, we talked about God. We prayed before meals, maybe. So, yeah, I'm a Christian because my parents are Christians. Or I'm a Christian... Um, because that's all I know. And I thought you could share now that you're a young man and you can, it's, your childhood isn't as far away as some of ours. You might be able to look back and share kind of your journey of going from being raised in a Christian home to where you would say your faith is your own. So maybe talk about how Jesus hashtag changed your life and, and what that looked like from a younger age to now. Yeah, sure thing. Um, well, first, let me just say thanks for having me. This is so fun. <laughs> um, yeah, so as we think about Easter and we reflect on the things that we've learned um, in our own faith journeys, mm-hmm. uh, some things come to mind for me. Uh, I remember being little and thinking that Easter was all about candy and waking <laughs> up and finding little gifts in a basket. Um, but uh some of the things that you and dad were telling us boys um, 
became more and more important to me over time. Mm. And I began to realize what Easter is really all about. Mm. And, um, you know, when I was little, I struggled a lot with um, fear of death. I remember having a really hard time falling asleep uh, at night. And also, I remember being out in the channel at Haleiwa, surfing in some bigger waves and wondering what would happen if I were to drown. Um, I didn't have uh, security. I didn't know what salvation really meant, although I would say that I was saved or that I had accepted Jesus into my heart. Uh, I still had a lot to learn. Mm -hmm. And as we think about um, a lot of people out there who are in the church, um, thinking about younger people who might be listening, um, you know, I heard it said once, and I thought that it was a really cool way of explaining the situation. Um, The definition of basketball is so much different from actually playing basketball. (laughs) And a lot of people, a lot of younger people, actually older people too, let's be real, um, can speak Christianese. You know, they know the Christian lingo and they can talk like Christians talk. Um, They know all the definitions, but they don't actually play the game. And so here I can say that the definition I found of basketball is a game played between two teams of five players in which goals are scored by throwing a ball through a netted hoop fixed (laughs) above each end of a court. Wow, that sounds really boring. But if you play basketball, um, you know that it's so much more than that. And it's so much uh, different. It's very different to actually play the game and be good at the game than to just know facts about basketball. Mm, Awesome. Um, And so I think that over the last few years, I've had to play the game. I've had to really figure out what all these things mean to me. And um, I'd actually say that I don't have that same fear of death anymore. Um, There have been particular moments, and I was actually explaining earlier to you that These were kind of like gifts that God gave me, Mm -hmm. Um, little gifts where he revealed to me um, what salvation really means. And he helped me understand the importance of Easter. Uh, One thing that I really appreciate, one thing that I've just been kind of baffled by more recently is that we have a physical hope, like a physical future. Mm. um, And that Jesus in his resurrection shows us that we're going to have physical resurrected bodies and so when I was really little I thought that heaven was kind of this vague kind of ethereal place Mm -hmm. where kind of like spirits floating around or something and I really don't know where anybody gets that idea because it's not in the bible it's not very comforting is it it's not not at all and I think that I think that even when I realized that I did have any eternal security I still didn't have kind of an excitement about heaven Mm -hmm. um and yeah I think more recently God's just shown me how excited I should be about Mm. all of this and uh and Easter is really the most, um, uh, what would you say, game-changing event in history. Uh, Jesus proved that he was who he said he was, and he conquered death. And when I realized that, um, I realized that I didn't have to be floundering around in the channel or uh, tossing and turning in my bed because um, Jesus conquered death, uh, mm-hmm. and, and he said, it is finished. And so I can, I can reflect on that. I can reflect on the gospel. And and know that I don't have to be afraid when I'm surfing, and I can, uh, I can play the game, and I can realize what this is all about. And God's still revealing to me um, the implications of mm. His resurrection. And I think that uh, every year Easter will become more and more a real thing for me, mm-hmm. um, as it as it has been becoming. 
Uh, I love that. That is so awesome. Yep. And I think at all ages, we can continue to discover all God's gifts for us. And um, so you don't need any candy this year when you wake up on Easter morning? Um, <laughs> I don't know. You never outgrow that. never know what the Easter Bunny's going to bring. I love it. Well, um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing. That is super encouraging, Josiah. Appreciate it. Yeah, that. and thanks everyone for listening. I hope you got something out of that. You bet, and happy Easter. Hey, friends, I just want to jump in here with two things that I think might be very helpful to you right now. First of all, I've heard from a lot of you who are thinking about homeschooling. I know you're doing school from home right now, but a lot of you who are beginning to ponder doing homeschooling for the future, and you're asking me about curriculums. Well, today's podcast sponsor is Dive. Dive is a math and science college preparatory curriculum. It's e-courses with expert video instruction, video solutions, and auto grading, moms, that makes our job a whole lot easier. My boys have been using Dive for years and they have gone on to do very well in their standardized testing. My oldest son has gone on to take calculus and physics in college and said he felt so prepared after all of his Dive courses. The video instructor is our good friend, Dr. Shorman, and I highly recommend you looking into this curriculum for your kids beginning in elementary school all the way through high school AP courses. So go over to DiveIntoMath.com and I'll have a link to that in my show notes. Check out what they have to offer and I hope that's helpful to you now. Now the other thing I want to make sure you know about is on my home um, website right at MonicaSwanson.com. Scroll on down especially as it relates to today's topic of conversation. There is a free download. That you can get. It is 12 scripture-based prayers for your kids. And these are um, prayers that I put together when Boy Mom was released, and now I'm sharing them with everyone. So be sure to grab those, use them to pray for your kids. I've found them really helpful for my own prayer life, and I hope you do too. Okay, now back to my conversation with my boys. Hope you enjoy. All right, and next we have my son, Luke, who is 16 years old. Uh, Luke, thanks for joining us. Hi, everybody. Thank you, Mom. I'm glad to be here. Happy Holy Week. (laughs) Happy Holy Week it is. (laughs) So today we're talking about hashtag Jesus changed my life. Mm -hmm. And we're just talking about kind of testimonies, stories of what it means to be raised in a Christian home, to have been maybe in the church, in the faith all of your life, but then to grow up a little bit and figure things out for yourself. Mm. So just thought maybe I would ask you a couple questions about your story and um, and just how things have changed from the time you were a little boy. Mm -hmm. Maybe let's start with early Easter memories just for fun. (laughs) Early Easter. Hmm. Well, for me, growing up, you know, I heard... All these stories, these amazing miracles that Jesus performed, his life on earth. And, um, you know, to me, they were they were just these beautiful stories. And I, I kind of felt this, like, a little bit of, like, a connection, like, to how he was truly um, God, uh, fully God and fully man. And this, um, you know, amazing person that could do stuff. But I didn't really understand the whole idea behind him dying on the cross for um, the sins of the world. And, um, really I, I hadn't, you know, I mean, when I was younger, I hadn't fully understood the fact that I was a sinner and I was headed towards 
death. And so Easter to me was just kind of like, ooh, what is it? What are we celebrating? Like mm-hmm. we're celebrating this guy that died, but then raised again. And he, um, you know, he was a sacrifice for my sins. And um, it wasn't until I was older and kind of realized that my sins were um, were not justified, and and there was no uh, there was no real forgiveness until I had become a Christian. And uh, just being a part of a Christian household wouldn't get me very far. It was all about me and my own relationship to God. And so, um, uh, at a certain point when I was younger, I realized my need for a savior and. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not sure how old I was. I was yeah. a little bit younger, but I said, "Mom and Dad, I I I don't want to keep living, you know, this sinful, dark life, and I want to be forgiven." And um, I recognized my need for a savior, and I repented and I accepted Jesus into my heart. And ever since then, it's been a uh, a crazy walk with God, and I've only grown and learned. And um, yeah, I don't know. awesome. I love that because I think before that time even, you know, you you believed and you heard the stories like you said, mm. but you realized that you had a personal need. And, and I love that because I was saying earlier that sometimes people think to have a quote testimony, you know, you have to have been really bad, you know, been in a gang no, or had no. something. It's just recognizing an emptiness. Yeah. So I think that what this points to too is that there is that continual growth, I think, the big church word we mm. call that is sanctification. Mm, mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, you might have been a Christian, but then you start to realize more and more like at a deeper level how you need God daily. Mm, yeah, she's my whole, I mean, ever since I accepted Christ and then to the moment I became baptized. And even since then, it's, you know, God really shows you what you need to work on mm-hmm. and the areas you need to improve. And um, it's been one step at a time, but Tell uh, us tell us a little about what that looks like on a daily basis. I think people might be curious to know, what do you do personally to grow each day? Mm, well, I, I like to start my day by reading the Bible. And um, whether it's the New Testament or the Old Testament, um, I'll be reading and certain uh, words or sentences will just jump out at me. And I'm like, whoa, like, mm-hmm. I, I think you're I think you're trying to talk to me, God. I think I think this is what you want me to work on. And mm. I, I've I've felt that since I was a little kid mm-hmm. and um it's always been like things that are I, I see I'm like okay that's possible um yeah I would I would see that maybe I wasn't um forgiving my brothers or maybe I was holding a grudge or maybe I was being selfish and I'd see this person I go okay God I think I think you want me to work on this and mm-hmm. I think I can but it's not gonna be I, I can't do that on my own because you know all these years I've never been able to accomplish this little task by myself mm. um but with you I think I can do this and I would just open my heart up and let God take control of the situation and uh, just submit all my actions to him and and ask that when I do the things I shouldn't do that he would stop me right there and I'd realize and I'd repent and I would ask for forgiveness and um, I think it's a daily thing it's a, a thing that happens every day of my life and I um, I'm always trying to work hard on seeing where God is trying to improve me and um, just the sanctification process. And Yeah, and you meet with a small group when you can. Obviously, right now during our quarantine, we're not able to get out, but you have people that kind of an accountability and a Bible study group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's awesome too because I can um, meet up with kids my age and, and uh, mentor and 
we can relate our you know our problems or whatever our struggles are in the moment and uh, seek advice um, and it's cool because a lot of kids um, my age are you know we're like all struggling with the same things or uh, whatever our mentor or our teacher has to tell us is like hits the spot and I'm I mean I don't know about the rest of the kids but I'm always like wow like whether it's reading the Bible or listening to a sermon or just talking to my uh, mentor it's always like wow God I can see you working in these people's lives and uh, in my life and it's just it's a beautiful thing and I just I don't know there's nothing like it awesome I love that you've also chosen some good role models to follow just recently shout out to a few of the people that you've been encouraged by just on social media and stuff mm, yeah well during this time where everyone's been at home and uh, just looking at their phones and stuff I saw that um, Russell Wilson the quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks and Steph Curry on the Golden State Warriors they were doing these live videos together and talking about their faith and and how they've seen um, God working in their lives and uh, helping uh, kind of open them up to uh, things they should be thinking and praying about and I was just inspired I was like wow this is so cool that like I can have these role models I don't need to know them but I can see the work that they're doing and I can try to follow that with my own life and um, yeah, props to those guys for having such a big audience and stage and then talking about their personal yeah. spiritual life. Being bold. Yeah. I love that. And Luke, you're a surfer. People can follow him at Luke Swanson underscore on Instagram. Um, and you are kind of in a world of a lot of big people, famous surfers that you get to mix it up with. And, mm. and yet um, not a whole lot of Christians, not a whole lot of people that share your faith. Why don't you just talk a little bit about what that looks like for you in a world where, you know, you're kind of alone in that most of the time and how that looks for you when you're out there training or mixing it up with people. Mm, yeah, the surf um, world, the surf community um, isn't isn't necessarily the brightest one as far as uh, spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say that I'm always just uh, being inspired by other people, sometimes surfers, sometimes other sports uh, sometimes just pastors and ministers and seeing how they can um, use their lives to be a light and an example and I try to do that as best as I can but um, I'm always praying asking God how, how can I be like I, I really want to do this right and I don't want to blow it and right now obviously I'm not even at the peak of my career I would say but I want to be you know always looking for ways that I can shine God's light and um uh, try to bring healing to the darkness and it's it's a really rough uh world out there and there's not a lot of people that are like it doesn't seem like there's a lot of people that are like searching for the light as far as that uh area goes but when i see certain people ask questions or do certain things with um their careers i'm like oh man i can really see this they need some light they need to mm. be encouraged and know that there is someone that loves them and a god that died for them so that they could be with him and so I like to just get encouraged by different people and mm -hmm. then go out on the water and try to reflect that and you know yeah so awesome well thank you Luke that mm, is just super encouraging to me as your mama proud of you and um, excited for all the ways I think God will use you so mm, thank you yeah <laughs> always always learning and growing and you know 
All right. Well, thanks for being with us. We'll have you back on, and happy Easter to you. Sounds good. Happy Easter. <laughs> well, guys, I hope you enjoyed hearing from Josiah and Luke. And, you know, just to be clear, none of that was planned or scripted in advance. It was such a casual conversation. So I think there's so many other things we could have them on to talk about. And some of you have named specific topics you would love to hear from the boys on. So I'll be sure to have them back in the future. And you can find both of them um, if you wanted to reach out, if the kids wanted to reach out and had questions or wanted to say hi. I'll link to their social media accounts in the show notes at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. And they'll do their best to get back to you if um, any of the kids had questions. And now, before I go, I thought I would get a chance here to share just a brief bit about my personal testimony. It's something I've never done here on the podcast. And I want the chance to share too how hashtag Jesus changed my life because boy did he ever and boy does he continue to do that to this day and of course we all have the long story I wish I could take more time and and give you the full story of my um, walk with the Lord but I will just give the moms at least kids don't have to listen in on this part but they're welcome to <laughs> um, I'll just share that I was raised in a wonderful loving home um, great parents we I have memories of going to church as a kid but I think that I would say my real first memory of of having a real understanding of my need for salvation was through a young life camp in junior high school and again I think by then I probably called myself a Christian I I had a heart for God since I can remember but it was at a junior high young life camp that I remember feeling conviction over my sins and knowing I needed a savior and so I prayed to uh, receive Christ into my life and it was an emotional experience it was a great experience I remember thinking how I really wanted to live for him however as things go um, I didn't exactly go home and, and live for him it was many years actually of, of a bit of a roller coaster ride spiritually speaking I had a lot of friends who were not Christians a lot of influences in my life and and that's one of the reasons that I talk so much in the boy mom book and in my writing about influences because I think they are an enormously important part of growing up and so for me I you know would have times where I would spend time with God or go to church be in a Bible study but then I would also fall away and, and make some bad choices that really hurt me and um didn't, didn't help my faith grow, that's for sure. And then similarly, all the way through college, same story. I, I would recommit my life and, and really get serious about my faith, but then I would also fall away. And what I, what it was truly is I just wasn't grounded and I, I wasn't surrounding myself with people that helped me grow. And my um, I would say those seeds were planted in shallow soil as it talks about in the Bible. And, and so though I was saved, I really had a rocky start to my faith walk. And it was in my mid-20s. I was living in Oregon. I was going to graduate school. And I was probably the furthest away from God that I'd ever been. Um, it was summertime. I was working at a restaurant. And I started to just have this real desire to go to church, this desire to talk to God more. And I didn't even know what to do with that. I So I would get up on a Sunday morning and just drive and find the nearest church I could find. And most of them had just a bunch of old people, nobody my age. And I was like, oh, well, I tried. And then I'd get out my Bible and read a little bit from my Bible. But the truth was, is I was also spending a lot of time partying, spending time with um, real worldly people. And I, I was clearly searching at that point. I was searching for an identity. I was searching to feel like I belonged. I was searching for peace. 
and uh, I was training for a marathon. I was doing triathlons. I was, like I said, in graduate school. And so I was doing all these things that would make, I was trying to feel good about myself, but deep down I was not happy and I was not at peace. And it was that summer that I saw God working and calling me in so many clear ways. I, I remember working at a restaurant and I would see tables of people g gathering hands and praying before a meal. And not, not too many of them did, but a couple times I saw it. And one time in particular, I remember it felt like God stopped me, like my feet wouldn't move. And I looked at this family and it was grandparents and young people and children and, and they prayed before their meal. And it was as if God was speaking to my heart saying, I have this for you one day what are you doing to get there and I felt convicted in my heart that that's what I wanted for my future I wanted to one day have a family of faith that's united in the name of God and so again I, I finally found this church my mom had actually heard about it. it was it was actually my hometown young life leaders brother had planted a church with a lot of young people and I showed up late it was like the closing worship song when I got there I got lost looking for the church so typical of me and I walk in and I sit down and I look up and on stage there was Dave Swanson now my husband leading worship with a group and he was such a cutie and I was like whoa there's young people this is amazing he's so cute <laughs> And um, as soon as I got to know a few of the people, spent some time with Dave and the other guys, I knew that God was working in my life. And I remember about a week or two later coming home to my little townhouse and getting on my knees and saying, God, I know this isn't about the guy. This is about me and you. I know you want my attention. You have so much more for me. And so I gave my heart fully to the Lord then in a full surrender. And I said, you know, if I could get the guy too, that'd be great. But for now, I just want to get serious about my relationship with you. And so God being so good and so gracious, he gave me the full package. I began to grow spiritually so much. Dave and I spent tons of time hanging out. And it wasn't um, too many months later that we got engaged. And so Dave was used mightily to really teach me and, and mentor me and, and show me what a godly man looks like. And since that time, God has continued to grow me, continued to challenge me, convict my heart. There's never a day that goes by that I don't need him and that I'm not finding new ways and new areas I need to grow in. But I'm so grateful for his love and so grateful for his forgiveness. And of course, I look at this holy week and um, Good Friday and, and I get emotional just thinking about the sins that I had committed and continue to commit um, and, and how I could never pay the price. I could never make up the difference. I could never jump high enough to get to God and yet Jesus came down to pay the price for me because he loved me because he didn't want to be in heaven without me and I know that's the same for all of you he loves you so much and and John three sixteen can be so um, you know we can take it for granted because we've heard it so much but God so loved the world and when we say the world it's each one of us individually that he gave his only begotten son and so that whosoever should believe in him will not perish but have eternal life and I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful that I have heaven to look forward to, like Josiah was saying, a real place. I've been reading Randy Alcorn's book on heaven and just getting excited thinking that there's a real physical place and we'll have real physical bodies and we have so much to look forward to and it's all because Jesus paid the price. So I'll be celebrating um, 
alongside you this Easter that Jesus didn't just die, but he rose from the dead. And I'm so grateful for that fact. And, and we will all rise too with him for those of us who have put our faith in Jesus. So if you happen to be listening and you haven't made that decision, if you don't call yourself a Christian, if you haven't experienced the peace the fullness of joy that comes from receiving Jesus and being forgiven for all of your sins. And, and that's so important. I was talking to a friend who's not a believer recently, and I said, you know, she was talking about how Christians are sometimes such, um, such bad examples of God's love. And she's like, you know, they're hypocrites or they're not very nice. And I said, I know it. We're just a bunch of sinners, but we've been forgiven. We've been forgiven. And hopefully that will motivate us and inspire us to want to be better people, to serve God and to love our neighbors and to love people well. That's my heart's desire. But in the meantime, I know I'm not perfect, but I know I have forgiveness. So if you have not experienced that, I would invite you to reach out to me. Let me know. You can email me at aloha at monicaswanson.com and I would love to communicate with you and encourage you and uh, you know point you to some good places you might find out more. But also, Remember, guys, I just got on my knees and said, God, I need you. And that's all it takes. He knows our heart. It's not about the words that we say. So I encourage you to just get on your knees wherever you are and and tell him that you want a fresh start. Tell him you want to be forgiven and you want a new life in him. And um, if some of your kids are listening and they heard my boy's story and they're like, "I, I want to have that kind of peace. I want to have that kind of story. Just let them know the same thing goes. Just get on your knees. No, no, you don't have to be on your knees, but it's a great posture. <laughs> they can just tell the Lord that they want a relationship with him and that they want to grow in that. And then tell them to reach out to my boys. They would love to hear from any of your kids if they decide to begin a relationship with Jesus. So uh, with that, I will close. I appreciate the chance to get to share with you how Jesus has changed my life. And I hope you're celebrating too. If he's changed your life, I hope that this Easter is a time that you just celebrate that and thank him again and again and maybe find somebody you can tell how Jesus changed your life as well whether it's on social media in a phone call or in any creative way you can let's all celebrate God's love for us and the good news of Easter so thank you friends for being here thank you for sharing this podcast with your friends if you have friends that have kids that would like to listen to my boys let them know that this is a great episode for them to listen to pass it along you can share it on social media or just word of mouth but I appreciate you sharing and once again if you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen that would mean so much to me Thank you. I read everyone and it really is a way that many more boy moms around the world will find this podcast. So God bless you. Have a wonderful Holy Week, uh, a great Easter celebration, and we will see you again next week. Aloha. Aloha.